Welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. We are back for episode 30. What's up, JD? David, how you guys doing? Doing great. How are you? Doing, doing great. fantastic. I would um I would love to 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 get right into things, but first I have to um what you guys are together on the same screen right here. So I, I'm I take it, David, John David, you're back in Nashville. Nash, middle Tennessee, you know, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, that's on right. Oak yeah. Lane, 472 Oak Lane. <laughs> Zip. That's right, exactly. Uh, yeah, just got back yesterday, actually uh, finished finals with college, had a, a, a rocky end with, had a rough flu week and, and finals, but oh, got man. it all turned in, got it finished. I'm, I'm healthy, I'm happy, happy to be home for a little bit, but yeah, home, home sweet home. Man, it was, it, you ever think the day would come when you thought, man, I'm so glad I got the flu. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> instead of COVID, you know what I'm saying? You're like, whew, it's just the flu. <laughs> oh, that's the truth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, definitely well, seeing a lot of families next couple of weeks. So definitely had to get tested, had to confirm, make sure no COVID, all healthy now. Good deal. Well, we're glad you're feeling better. Glad you can make it. You know, we're a little late on our episode, but man, better late than never. And and just because of the weight, I'm just telling all this content is going to be even better than ever. It's going to be a blast. David, you do have, have you had a good week? I've had a good week. I was a little sick too. So we, we kind of pushed back a week because he was feeling well. And then I got, uh, you know, some throat infection. So yeah. Strep. Also so. not COVID though, right? Oh man. Also not COVID, yeah. Well, we're dodging glad, bullets. glad you're Glad you guys are feeling better. Are you ready for Christmas? Everything everything good to go? Yeah, we are. I should have put a little Christmas tree behind us. That would have been fun. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe next week. We still got another one to go. And then we'll uh there's all kinds of Disney Christmas content we can get to as well. Been on Disney Plus a lot lately. But let's get started, man. So did I heard John David, did you go back to the park again since our last I episode? Did. I had to do it one last time, had to get one last feel of Disney magic before I came home. <laughs> Uh, for a couple of weeks, but yeah, we did. It was great. Me and my wife, we hit it early in the mornings. Uh, we actually did three parks. We were annual pass holders, so we've got the benefit of uh, park hopping whenever and uh, however. So we started with uh, Magic Kingdom, and then after the two o'clock hit, we made our way to Hollywood Studios to get some uh, crazy rides in. We actually we didn't do any Genie Genie Plus. Uh, we just waited in lines. But the lines weren't too bad. We got to do a lot of the big ticket rides. We got to do Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Once we got to Hollywood Studios, we did Magic Kingdom. Um, when we were at Magic Kingdom, we got to do Space Mountain, uh, Splash Mountain, uh, Buzz, which were all of our favorites. And then we closed the night off. Uh, we saw Epcot closed at 10 o'clock, which was the latest time. So we made our way right before it closed uh, and did Spaceship Earth and got to see the... Uh, some of the good pretty lights. So it was a great day. It was it was a restful um, Disney day, even though we did move park to park, but it was fun. So no Genie Plus, three parks, and you did a no. lot of rides, it sounds like. Yeah. So yeah, how, compared to a couple of weeks ago when you were there around the week before Thanksgiving, um, yeah. what was what was the was the crowd? Was there less of a crowd? Would you say it was an, it was a very interesting uh, atmosphere at Magic Kingdom was not at the level of we went two weeks ago and that was Thanksgiving week. Um, so it was it was very crowded just in the park but also in lines. Um, Magic Kingdom was crowded. 
uh, both in lines and just around the park and all the food lines and things like that. But once we went to Hollywood Studios, um, the lines were not bad at all. Uh, and same with Epcot. Um, it seemed like there were a good amount of people there, but it started to die down uh, towards the end of the day, which I think was, was this more weekend popular. or a weekday. This was weekend. We went um, this past Sunday. So okay, so you're weekend, there on the weekend but, too, and mm-hmm. crowds kind of manageable. Yeah, manageable. We got, again, it's a good day when we when we get to do all of our favorites and not have to wait a, cool. a crazy amount of time. Yeah, no mm-hmm. genie plus. And how far in advance did you have to reserve that day in the park? Uh, we didn't reserve. Have to reserve it too much. Uh, it was even though it was a weekend and it was December. Um, it isn't too. We weren't too close to to the Christmas week or New Year's. Um, so I think we only booked it. We only reserved the day about a week. In advance. Yeah. Yeah. So you were just able to say, okay, I think we're going to go next weekend and then just get on, reserve your spot, had no problems with that, and probably could have even up to the day before based on the crowd levels that you saw, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the great thing about being an annual pass holder. Um, And this being able to park hop has been great because even on days that let's say we wanted to do Hollywood Studios, but that day for that park was closed. Usually they'll still, we haven't had an instance where they wouldn't let us park hop to that park, even if it was full to get reservations for annual pass holders. So, so that's you haven't run good. into that yet at all. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. how about this? How about for a quick tip, just give us, give us a tip on how in the world do you navigate three parks in a day? Do you have to be an expert to do this? Do you kind of got to have a plan of transportation? Do you got to know what time to hit the monorail? Like what's the strategy for hitting three parks in one day? Yeah, so typically I would say, yes, you would need to plan ahead. Um, This time we actually did not have the intentions at all of park hopping. We were planning on spending the whole day at Magic Kingdom uh, and just just kind of sitting and resting and just doing the fun things we wanted to do. Um, I would say the best way to do it, if you do do it and if you don't plan ahead, um, is just to do your absolute favorites. Again, we started with Magic Kingdom. Uh, we did Tomorrowland, and we kind of had the. We both made a list of things that we really wanted to do that day, and we got it done pretty quick. So then we had that luxury of saying, "Okay, do we want to go to Hollywood Studios?" And then uh, we made it happen, and it was it was the most nonchalant, uh, just kind of happened park hopping day that I, I've never really experienced, which was really fun. Uh, yeah, but typically, cool. me and Dad uh, before in the past, we've done a lot of parks. Uh, a lot of park hopping and it usually does take a lot more planning um, a lot more okay we're going to leave this park at this time instead of just saying we're going to ride this ride and see what happens we've park hopped for definitely park hopped four parks in a day and done all the e-ticket rides before it's but yeah. you've got to you've got to be uh ready and you've got to be ready to move fast <laughs> yeah you can't the fast you walk can't, yeah you gotta be a fast walker is there a hack so you walk it or is there a hack for like jumping on the railway express and getting off at main street and jumping on it? Is it always the monorail? Is that what you're using to get everywhere or is there other things you could think about using well as well? Yeah. Well, the monorail can be great and the monorail is great for magic kingdom and Epcot and resorts. Um, we have again, the luxury of being a local where we have my vehicle where we can completely drive. And another perk when you're an annual pass holder is you get free parking at any of the parks or resorts um, so it's pretty carefree when you can do it that way. So um, did you drive to Hollywood Studios in Epcot? That's right. That's right. Okay. That's, it's really nice when you've got the car down there and you've got free parking. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. all the parks are in a, in a really close radius. It's all in that Disney bubble. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's not hard at all if you've got a vehicle there. And then I always if thought it was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought it was a pain in the butt, and maybe it's changed to get from the Magic Kingdom out to the parking lot to your car. Like, you know what I'm saying? Was that not yeah. the case? Is it pretty much just a quick and easy access? And well, it's 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 a it's a walk. I mean, you have to be again. Okay. You have to be prepared to walk. Um, we the luxury we got there pretty early on the Magic Kingdom day. Um, if you're going to do a lot of parks in one day, you definitely want to be at the one that's open the earliest, um, first and, you know, leave, uh, finish the park day at the, the park that's open the latest, which for us was Epcot. Um, but for us, when we got to magic kingdom really early, we were, we had a close parking spot. So when we were leaving, it wasn't as much of a hike, uh, to get there. It would have been much worse if we had to walk to the very back of the transportation ticket center. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, the question I think everyone wants to know is, did you get Nutella waffles or not? <laughs> not this time. We were we oh. kind of had more of a budget for this one. We were trying to save some money because we've been going to the parks a lot this semester. Um, we actually it's funny. Um, we we tried some snacks. We went to Hollywood Studios. Um, we we had a, we had this Pop Tart treat from um is it, it's Woody's toy box or is it Andy's lunchbox? It's Woody's toy box. Woody's toy box. No, you're right. It's lunchbox. It's, right. Yeah, it's Andy's Sorry. lunchbox. I yeah. wish it was a toy. Hey, you could find <laughs> half-eaten pop tarts and, and the toy boxes downstairs in my basement, <laughs> yeah. so that would actually fit the theme too. I think it's Woody's lunchbox. That's it. Yeah. Okay. It'd be yeah, funny so, if it was Toy Box and you didn't get half-eaten Pop-Tarts. That'd be perfect. Yeah, people would love that. With a bite out of yeah. the top crumbs. crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's we a just patented idea. Money. Disney, you can use that. We, yeah, you know, yeah. you heard it here first. Why I love Disney. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, if it yeah. happens. Yeah, it's so funny. But yeah, we just kind of snacked. We enjoyed some snacks. I've seen, uh, I've seen those on uh, a lot of vlogs. They look like Pop Tarts, but they're they're different flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, pretty cool. Fun. Well, I'm glad you guys just had a great time. And what do you plan to go back like next weekend? I mean, <laughs> not not this, this week. This is this is uh, Tennessee. We're we're back home for Christmas. Gotcha, gotcha. You have a big break for um, a big break for um, for Christmas, I assume, and you'll be back in January at some point. Yeah, back to sunny Florida where it's warm. Well, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, he, uh, there's he, lots he of. From, he went from seventy-seven degrees to thirty-two degrees pretty fast. Yeah, it's a quick change. Yuck! I say I love where I live in Kentucky, but um, every winter I, I, I tell my wife, man. You just don't know what it was like to grow up in Central Florida. It, you know, <laughs> it's just a whole nother, whole nother thing altogether yeah. in the winter. So, I mean, that's why it's the busy tourist season. You know, golf goes up, yeah. Disney gets crowded, and yeah, so yeah, pretty cool. But a lot of stuff's yeah. been happening. It's Christmas time, and 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 Ooh. Disney Plus. We've been watching a lot of Disney Plus as a family, and I know some stuff's happening there. Is there? Is there anything you guys have been watching on Disney Plus or been excited about, or you know, do you have a holiday um, viewing schedule or things on the list of things you do as a family? Yeah, the big thing right now has been uh, this new Hawkeye show that Marvel's been uh, giving us every Wednesday. Uh, right now, we're at I think they've given us four episodes, so tomorrow will be the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's b- definitely been my my biggest show right now. You enjoying that? Oh yeah, loving it. Um, I, I've got a lot of opinions about it. Uh, I've I've talked to a lot of people about it. It's interesting. It's interesting how Marvel kind of pursued and, and advertised um, Hawkeye. I'm a business student, so I've kind of been uh, analyzing Disney from a business perspective, and I've seen them advertise for Loki and WandaVision and 
um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and they've just kind of blown it up. And everybody knows about it, even if you're not a you know huge Marvel fan. You kind of know about these about these Marvel shows, but with Hawkeye, it just seemed like it didn't get um, that much of attention, um, which was interesting to me now watching it. And I've absolutely loved the show. Um, definitely just as much as these other, other Marvel shows, if not more. Um, I mean, I've really enjoyed it. I, I, I've loved, I love this Hawkeye character. Uh, I've loved Haley Steinfeld and all the actors and actresses that they've had in it. Um, and I, I found it really entertaining and getting that different perspective and then that in-depth perspective of Hawkeye that we've really wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm like... I, I, I liked all the Go trick ahead, shooting, the trick shooting, and the trick arrows, and that's really been a lot of fun. I feel like he hasn't had as much screen time, uh, so it's really fun to see uh, just a different side, a little more in depth of his character. I just finished episode two last night, and to speak to what you said, like usually, and I totally agree. Like the marketing for this is much more low key than say low key, <laughs> and then. Um, but seriously, I was talking to a friend the other day, and I'm like, yeah, we've been watching Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. I'm like, well, what's that? We know Hawkeye, the Avenger. I'm like, is it, is it a movie? Or a sh-? And I'd explain, no, it's a series on Disney+. Plus. He had no idea. And you know, this is a guy with kids, and they're in the Marvel Universe, too. And so, yeah, the marketing on this is much different. Um, I will say, all, my parents watched Hawkeye. And I was talking, my dad came in today. I forget, I forget how it even came up. He was in the office and he says, yeah, oh, we watch Hawkeye every Wednesday. It comes out and Myra, his mom and my wife will watch it with me. And, um, your mom watches it with me. She never watches Marvel stuff. Like she hates it, thinks it's all silly. She thought Loki was silly. She wouldn't watch WandaVision. Um, and, but she loves Hawkeye. She thinks it's great. And there can't wait for Wednesday for the next episode. But so I was kind of surprised by that too. So the, the, the marketing thing, it, it can't be, I don't think it usually when you see lack of marketing, you assume, well, this must suck. This must yeah. be something they don't want people to see as much of. Right. But I, my experience so far, and I'm only two episodes in, I'm not caught up is that it's actually quite good quality it's good acting it's interesting characters it's a good marvel product that i have no idea maybe the budgets maybe they're just you know (laughs) trying a different approach maybe when they maybe when they market things it gives people things to tear apart i don't know sometimes it feels like the more they market the more people complain you know i don't i don't know the and i don't know the hawkeye uh, character from comic books well i just know him from the movies so you know, backstory and things like that. I have no idea how the series compares to any of that, but for this, but just for a show, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I totally yeah, agree. Cool. Can't wait to see more. How many episodes are there? So are there's be, four be, right now. There's four right now. And then tomorrow the the fifth will, will come out. Well, you know how many, like there. how many is it? all the other, like, okay, with six episodes. I'm always disappointed. There's not enough episodes. Is there 10 I'm or six sure or eight or 12? Eight? I think it's going to go. Yeah. Eight sounds about right. Uh, yeah, maybe it was eight. I'm not exactly sure. I have to check that out. Interesting. I hope it's more because I always they always get you like kind of wound up and oh I like this and then you're done. It definitely and- feels it definitely feels short every time I watch it. It's like oh it's over. <laughs> it's like man, you think some of that too to the the cost of producing a television series um, as a with all of these movie characters that your budget just on actors is probably way higher than it would be for a normal television program. So maybe that's why they're cutting it down a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know. Something to consider. We were, um, we were watching. Uh, I was rewatching. My daughter was watching it today. And like one of the 
second or third episodes. Which one was it? Second or third? What were they? Watching? I used third. Anyway, it was like the third episode, and just there on the this, there's a chase scene on a bridge, lots of cars. <coughs> excuse me, and we were we were talking about how you know some scenes, you know, Renner is in the seat, and some you know it's got to be a stunt man, and just how long those chase scenes with it, they're blowing things up and smashing for a TV show. I mean, it really is more. Uh, high, you know, a much higher budget because you know it's it, there's a lot of a lot of re- reshooting where they would have to have multiple cameras shooting because they're they're shooting inside the car outside the car from far away I mean there's a lot going on you don't you don't really think about that much unless you unless you're rewatching it over and over yeah well that's one of the things I I love about Disney specifically Disney Plus is <laughs> man I'm telling you I haven't watched anything on there that seemed low budget. Or just an afterthought, right? That's, that's Every right. series, especially Marvel and Star on the big, the big kind of um, Pixar, all of the things that they they put on Disney Plus as original series have been just spectacular. Even the Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks. I mean, they go get old characters. They they don't like. It doesn't feel like they're they're um, they're trying to pull one over and just get us to watch and make money off of us. It feels like they're trying to give fans what they want um, and doing it with excellence too. And and I love that about Disney Plus. That's why it's worth the it's worth the money to me. You know, um, I know, I ex- or I expect that all new series will will match that sort of sort of level of excellence and, and production value that they're they've given us so far. And um, I don't see any signs of slowing down, man. Uh, Book of Boba Fett comes out in a couple weeks, and there's a couple other things that there there are new things on Disney Plus coming soon, and I'm really excited, really excited about it. I've seen I've seen Boba Fett merchandise like online and in this, I mean, going up like they're 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 getting ready, like that people are going to really respond, want to buy some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah, I agree. It definitely seems like they're not going to slow down anytime soon. A lot of good stuff. Just to summarize, Hawkeye, um, really enjoying the show. I think it's great quality. All these Marvel shows have been such great quality. And another thing about what I love about these Marvel series are not only are they just great shows, but they're these small pieces in this big puzzle of the Marvel the Marvel universe. I love when I'm watching Hawkeye, and there's this little there's these little callbacks to. Uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow's relationship from the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. I, as a as a fan of Marvel and someone who's been keeping up with it for a while now, that gets me so excited just to watch every week. They're all intertwined. They're all big budget. They're all incredible. Which brings us to um, Spider Man, which is coming out mm-hmm. in about uh, a week and a half or so. Um, man, the the reviews are starting to come in. There's been some some critical critical acclaim and some some actual critic reviews who've got to see the screen the film early, and to be perfectly honest with you, like as I was kind of scrolling through some of that today, um, I was really surprised, really surprised. I expected I'm a Spider-Man fan. I like anything Marvel does, so I always expect to like it. But when they come out and they're saying like the, using the superlatives that the critics were saying, and we're not talking like kind of average level, but it seemed to me, and maybe you guys have read a little bit more than me, it seemed to me like this is going to be incredible. Like now they've raised my expectations higher than they they could have been before. I mean, we're at a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes 
with only critical reviews, right? Mm -hmm. We've talked about how the fans are usually a little higher than the critics and critics always like to say something a little negative and have to be cynical here. And well, it was, it's got going about the second half of them. You hear all that kind of stuff, but man, almost to a person, this is, they're saying, this is incredible. This is the next phase of Marvel. They, they've knocked this out of the park and pulled something that seemed confusing um, together. Did you guys, were you reading through that? Or David, do you, I know you like to avoid these kind of things. Um, have you seen any of no, those I, other than headlines? I, most of the things I've seen have been, have been positive. He, John David's seen more than me. I haven't seen as much recently, but, you know, I've been following to see because there's so much, uh, you know, what's going to happen? Are, are all these extra characters from these other Marvel movies going to be in there? So there's, you know, they've got a lot of people to to please. And it's like, I saw one quote, was it Gar Andrew Garfield said, uh, you know, you're either going to like it or love it. Like, you're going to either be disappointed if they're there or you're going to be, you know, glad they're there. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? We'll yeah. see. Well, re yeah. regardless of that, yeah. Go ahead, we John did, David. We did go back this week. We watched the uh, we watched those two. Watched the Garfield movies. See, I'm saying it right, right? Garfield, and we watched those again. And uh, we're watch we we're watching Homecoming today. So kind of getting geared up. We're going. It, it's in three days. So we're going on Thursday night. We got tickets, and we're all going Thursday night. Three days. Yeah. Where, where's the time it's going? Well, I just got a week fine. and a half. Yep. It's three days. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing this weekend. Two days for us. December is flying by. But yeah, I mean, there's been there's been a lot just from the red carpet and the premiere of the movie. I think it was last night. I've read a couple of articles. Yeah, the, the Rotten Tomato score was just astonishing to see 100%. I mean, how often does that happen? Um, crazy, especially for a Marvel movie. I mean, that's just spectacular. Um, one thing for me, one kind of thought I had, while I was watching the red carpet a little bit, trying to see what actors were there because I wanted to see if Disney was going to hold off on, on the uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to the absolute end, are they not even going to let them be on the red carpet, uh, or are they going to try and confirm it? And, of course, uh, neither were in attendance. Um, but for me, just, again, a fan who's just watching this kind of progress, um, one thing that's different about this and when you, when you get a good score from the critics, um, I remember when Eternals came out um, from the premiere, um, it started to get some backlash. And that kind of made me lose some credibility and, and lose that um, that faith that it was going to be a great movie. And it made me more skeptical when watching it. Um, so it, it's it's important to kind of look at those things, but kind of take them as, you know, it, it's not going to dictate how you're going to you're going to enjoy the movie because what a critic thinks might not be what you think. Um, but it was I mean, it's it's completely on the opposite side of the spectrum from Eternals where critics were more apprehensive. And then for Spider-Man, they're saying it's living up to the hype. I definitely oh. have noticed. I mean, think one thing I've learned the past year, even with watching reviews on YouTube, is you have to remember that there are people that they're they they want to be negative because that's how they get viewers. So a lot of times they'll say worst Marvel movie ever and you see that and then you go to you might go to Rotten Tomatoes and it's got an 86 and you're going well that can't be the worst Marvel movie ever the crowd loves it it's just that sometimes reviews are negative because that's what sells and you have to you, so I, I have watched less because I have learned that if I see those beforehand it colors my opinion when I'm watching the movie so I tried to I tried to stay clear this time Sure. So I'm glad it's well, getting good reviews fast. <laughs> me too. I've got a rule of thumb though. I call it the the um, Rocky Four effect. Um, go look at the Rotten Tomatoes on Rocky Four. 
It's terrible, but it's my favorite Rocky of all. It's so campy yeah. and cheesy, but man, that's what makes it great. You know, it makes it last the, the test of time and they were able to reboot it for Creed too. And um, so I kind of have this rule that, you know, there's a, there's a reason for critical reviews and, and they have their place and, and I enjoy reading and kind of keeping up with that. But I, I try not to let, if I really want to see something, I have my own list. I'll, I'm my own reviewer, my own critic. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, it, I, I'm like you, David, if I, if I see too much, I don't want to go in with it, with a, with a, a jaded or right. cynical, or even a, just expect, even my expectations too high, you know, now worry right. about Spider-Man, like my expectations are now sky high. What if it doesn't? quite live up to it and am i going to be disappointed you know what i'm saying but generally i don't have that problem pretty optimistic that's why i love disney too is they always meet my expectations like i typically i can't remember many i can't remember any marvel movies or really any disney movie that i went to that i was like well that was a total waste of my time i mean there's some entertainment's good some's great some's phenomenal but it's all good i mean it's all very good so it's rare that in that in this in this area that there's going to be something that's so bad that it's not worth one watch. Okay, all right. Now this is not what we do in this podcast. But okay. since you just said that, all is right. there any Disney movie or Pixar or in the Star any in the universe of Disney that they own now? Any movie you've ever seen that you do in fact say that was a waste of time? That that was not good. Well, I think that if you went back and watched Ever. some comedies from the 60s and 70s, the Disney live action today, some of that seems very dated. But that's, yeah, but that's not the same thing. You, you probably liked yeah. them at the time. and it's for. I'm talking about you watch it and you're like, ugh. The, the, the one, well, yeah, we talked about one on here. The one that I was most disappointed in was Artemis Fowl because I, I thought that is such a great book series. And mm-hmm. it was like, how did you take something that was great and you brought it down to, I, I mean, I didn't mind watching, I didn't mind watching it, but when you know the source material, you're like, why, why, how could you, how could, how could something that was written well go to be written average? I don't, I don't get when they change things. It's like they're, they're looking for a, a they're trying to find the, the spot for some, audience that they're certain of but there's this book series already has a huge following it's like you know it's like if you changed harry potter it's like you don't do that they they this audience knows these books why wouldn't you why wouldn't you just stick with the stick with the material so that kind of that kind of thing bothers me but see i don't know that and i don't know marvel that well like i can't tell every time they've change something of course comic books change all the time people characters die and then they come back but well my question is more just did you not like something like you just like ugh, i could live without that one i can't i mean i didn't really like that i mean again because artemis fowl was just like that was seen very newer to me it seemed like something that should have been a tv show instead of a big pop and you know it had great potential it had good actors it had good you know a great young actor playing that part and you just kind of feel like oh man that was a dud i agree with that what about I mean, you still, john davis any give it like a, when we graded it i still gave it like a six because yeah it was still fine to watch have i watched it again no so hmm. you didn't hate it but you don't no. didn't like it is what you're saying i haven't but hated there's it. And, and if that i know if that's the what you're saying <laughs> then you generally like them all there's nothing you hate 
at, at in the Disney that you can think of at the moment? No. <laughs> yeah, I, would anybody? What? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Dustin, what would you say? What, what would be your... I want to hear what your last thing you watched that you like would just not watch again that you just thought was a waste of time. Oh, gosh. In the Disney catalog... Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anything either. I like the Artemis Fowl a little bit more than David, but I had not, I'd read the first book, but that's it. I didn't have quite the context that, uh, um, you know, somebody who knows the characters more do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree with your assessment. It kind of was a dud. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Um, I want to see, recently, I want to see them get more. I want more franchises. Like I wanted that movie to be so great that we got two and three and four. Like right. that should now, have been probably epic. It, it was it was great source material for an epic and we didn't get it and and it was an epic about a kid and that's like you know I just wanted to see that happen we just don't get the franchises that I think we should out of some of these out of some of these live action movies I'm not also I see that this this would be controversial but I'm not I don't love the live action mu- musical remakes I've enjoyed them all. I've enjoyed them all, but I don't rewatch them. Yeah, like I could watch, I could classic animation. I could, I could watch it over and over. If it was on, I could, I would get pulled in. But the, I would not seek out the live action. That's musical. a great point. Now that you say that, they're, and they're it's, really I can't, good. They're really good, but I just they're not. They're I haven't for, seen the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh really? That that's probably and, been and my the, that's probably my favorite. The, out of really? all of them, you and the Beast has probably been my favorite. Yeah. Well, I was about to say the reason I haven't seen it is because it didn't look good to me. Um, really? Yeah, but maybe maybe I need to check it out. You know, yeah. that, I, so I can't say I hate it because I haven't seen it. But yeah. I agree with you on the mute live action musicals. Um, even my kids got bored in The Lion King, right? They're like, we've seen this. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think you have there, there has to be a, a a good balance where you add you don't take away but you add I mean that's that's the only seems like the only option you got to add to the story add a few twists and turns you're not expecting but you can't really take many things out yeah. and there are a whole lot more coming there's more but little mermaids coming soon and yeah so there's a I mean, lot. yeah there's a ton I mean Hercules, uh, uh, Hercules is doing one. There's been a lot of rumors about new ones, but the one about Beauty and the Beast, I think that might. I think it was Cinderella first, mm-hmm. um, and then Beauty and the Beast. And my McKay, my wife, her favorite movie of all time is Beauty and the Beast. So we were just excited to see it, and and we love Emma Watson. And she loves that. She loves the live action okay. too. She yeah. loves both. And I, I, I think to my, to me, my favorite of the live action remakes was Jungle Book. I thought that was mm. excellent. I agree with that. Yeah. Rose I enjoyed for, that. that was yeah. really good, and I think there's going to be a Jungle Book too. So there's yeah. been talk. So that's pretty cool. Well, not to take a little detour there, but basically, you got oh, the guys that the guys that run the Why I Love Disney podcast have no movies they hate. So surprise, <laughs> surprise, we're optimistic and we love everything. We love it all. Pretty much. Well, I, again, I'm not like like we should talk about Star Wars too. There's so many people that are so negative about all the new Star Wars movies, but I'm I don't I enjoy, you know. I don't know all the backstory and all the books and all the novels yep. and all the comics like some people do. So when I go see the movie, I'm just kind of seeing it as a night of entertainment. And I will say like none of the, you know, none of the last three were things like I would watch over and over, like the original three. I could watch those over and over and over. But these there, I mean, they were good for, you know, 
but there are a lot of people that are very critical about the Star Wars and the publicity and the marketing and how they go about writing these stories and these characters. So, you know, I think I think there's a, a certain component too of it's been around so long that the core fans feel ownership, a lot of ownership. And I also think they feel more licensed. This is how it should be. And if it's not, I'm going to express. And we also now have social media where you have it in podcasts where you get everybody has a, a platform yeah. to voice their um, pleasure or displeasure. Right? right. And there's immediate feedback. And with Star Wars in particular, I think that's a that's a, a geeky, hardcore fan base who. Um, who cares a lot about these characters and they remember the magic when they were kids, when they saw these things for the first time, like you and I with the original trilogy. And then there's another group that experienced the prequels first and, and actually have a lot of affinity for them so much so that there's a market where they're bringing back Kenobi and Hayden Christensen, right. With the the new series. And, and I actually have some friends who are, who are older than me who controvert, they like those three the best. It's weird. And, and it also there's, and now I, I didn't like them at the time, like in the first probably decade of, of like the aftermath of the prequels, I was like, you know, shrug your shoulders. I owned them all. I saw them multiple times and I love star Wars. And I do think, um, revenge of the Sith is underrated. Like it's fantastic. Um, but, um, but, but now I look back at them and there's a unique little charm factor of, they feel like that era right of the computer animation and this mm-hmm. new technology that sort of seems so dorky and cheesy at the time now it feels like the era in which they were made and there's kind of a nostalgia for that too i think but i think star wars fans in particular are they're kind of like disney fans like hardcore yeah. disney fans they're just you know they're holding on to things yeah right. it's, a, it's a strong fan base it's a super strong fan base and like we were saying earlier it's such a long span of time I mean, you've got different generations who've got favorite trilogies. And I think what makes Star Wars so hard to love every aspect about it is because even though it's great and it's a huge positive that it's been around for so long, but because it's been like that, you know, it's different than like Marvel or like Pirates of the Caribbean or like Harry Potter. You've got these other big franchises where they had one vision, they had one goal, they had one uh, big cinematic climax that every scene, every movie was kind of leading up to, and you've got different puzzle pieces. Star Wars hasn't really had that. It had the the classic original trilogy, and people loved it so much that they said, okay, let's see if we can make a prequels, a prequel series that can kind of fit into this. And then people loved that, and people kind of grew from that. And then our generation, this new generation, kind of said, okay, let's see what happens after that. And it's kind of just been like, we're just going to kind of play it by how it goes instead of no this is our plan this is how we're doing it and i think that's why there's been so much criticism and that's been why the fan base has made it hard to love um like the new movies for instance because there wasn't um uh, an exact plan with like a director that was going to do each of the movies Mm -hmm. yeah it's much harder i think to to make characters new characters attach right um, yeah. we're, we're thinking Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and right. Han Solo and Chewbacca. They're iconic, right? And, you know, Ray and Finn and Poe and BB-8, they're, they're great. But do you really think in the sea of stuff we have in pop culture right now that they've made the impact, the lovable impact, and your kids are dressing up as these people for Halloween year in and year out? And I just don't see that kind of lasting thing with the new characters, which could be, I don't know why. Maybe they will. Maybe over time it'll grow and it, those things will grow even more. And that's not even a criticism. I enjoyed the new, new movies. Right. I really did. Um, I've, I've seen, seen them all multiple times. 
I think that nostalgia is so important to people and it's, it's all, it's what you have. You have to have some kind of tap into that nostalgia for it to be a blockbuster, I think, because, you know, almost every movie, almost every movie in, in the Disney catalog, I would say probably every movie in the animation catalog, if you polled a thousand people, almost every movie would get at least a vote. I mean, even even the obscure ones from the 30s and 40s, the war the war era. I mean, I think somebody would like everything. But as we as we move through time, we're at 60 animated movies now. This generation that's growing, this you know, from infants to 10 years old now, they've grown up with Frozen and Moana, and there was a generation that grew up with. If you grew up in the 90s, you grew up with Belle and Ariel. I mean, you're always probably going to have this nostalgic. I think that's the best. It's going to be what hit you when you first fell in love with those movies. And so it's harder as you get older to go, oh, yeah, this new movie is my favorite thing. Because you've got you've got 20 years of loving something, so it's hard to displace that. I think that's what happens with Star Wars. You've got people that have who've loved it since the 70s. So it's hard to make something new that you're going to love as much. Because you don't have that, you don't have that nostalgic heart pull when you just see it like you did back in the day. Which, bringing up BB-8, I was surprised because the they've released a lot of the uh, promo material for the new hotel, the Star Wars yeah, the, resort the that's coming, Star, the Galactic Star Cruiser. Cruiser, and they a lot of it, the coloring was white and orange. It looks like BB-8. Like they, the hallways look like BB-8. So into the new, into the new Starship Cruiser, it looks like the new movies. Interesting. Well, I think the timeline of, correct me if I'm wrong, the timeline of Galaxy's Edge is during the 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 last trilogy, right? Yes. So they're probably trying to keep some of that the same, but also I will, and I haven't seen that coloring yet, but. you know, the, the Rebel Force has always had that orange color as kind of yeah. their, um, yeah. you know, the the main, the, the flight suits were orange, right? And, right. Um, uh, so I'm interested, but we were talking a little bit before this. I've been fascinated with the, this Galactic Star Cruiser um, Star Wars experience. I'd love to go. And then they announced it and I was like, holy cow, to bring a, I'm about to mortgage my house to, um, <laughs> you know, go for two days. But um, I know they've released, they, they started booking that, right? And, and there's some, been some, uh, they've released another, I think another like uh, look at it, if you will, or, or some, some there promo some materials and, shots some- and some videos that came out. And so i you know, I, I saw the negative response before I actually saw what Disney put out. Um, and some of the things that I've heard and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not tearing it down cause I haven't seen it yet. I've just seen the pictures myself, but a lot of the people are, com- you know, saying it looks more like star Wars, not star Wars. It looks more like star Trek than star Wars. The characters are not, ident- you know, they're not things you already know. It just has a different look. So, uh, there was rumors going around that cause it was booked. I think it was booked for three months. And then, so then there were more reservations available. So that d- did some people cancel when they saw the, the new promo materials that they, or, you know, maybe it just got closer to the date and they canceled, 
you know, it could have been, yeah, been, I can't afford it. Or it, yeah. it also could be, maybe they didn't have the rooms av- available yet. You know, they're st- right. still in construction. So, so I think it's like the movies, you know, there's a, again, there's a group that are, are ready to talk about why it's bad before it's, it's been even open. So we'll have to wait and see. That gets, I, that I, gets I wasn't, the clicks. I have to say, I wasn't blown away. Like the, 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 uh, lightsaber, uh, looks amazing if you get to if you get to practice with a lightsaber that looks fun but that's the only thing i've seen so far everything looks kind of like what i expect again it does you know when you go i'll use the universal with a harry potter you kind of go into the harry potter part of universal if you know the the movies and you're just overwhelmed because you're like i'm here there's there's olivanders there's there's Hogwarts. There's all these places I read about. And when you go into this, it's not going to be like, oh, there. I mean, you have that when you go to Galaxy's Edge. You just, oh, there's the Millennium Falcon. But all of this other is new. So there's not that, oh. And so I wish that, I mean, can you imagine if Universal does, and I bet they will at some point, if they do a Harry Potter immersive hotel that just goes off of the parks? People will be running around in robes and wands in the in the hotel. That will be amazing. I can't imagine. I wonder if that's going to really happen in Star Wars, uh, in this cruiser like they expect. One thing that's interesting too, and I hadn't really thought about, is that you know you you check in probably if you went in on a Monday, you're checking in at like three, and you're checking out on Wednesday at like eleven. So you're not even there two days over of time. So it's a you know it's a, a few experiences, a few meals, hanging out in the room, seeing some characters, and you're out. So that's well, I think I think the expense is what's making everybody so critical. Well, we'll that's going to be why it's going to be so important for those first ones they didn't get it right because what they've spent on this and the the hype and just the expectations, right. like we said, with these all these movies and all these things, they typically meet them or exceed them, right? Um, so <laughs> may, maybe this is Disney pl- marketing plants. Like right. we want to lower expectations just a little bit, <laughs> maybe. you know, so we can just knock them out of the park. But that, I, I mean, expect this to be amazing. I just, but for what it costs, it better be, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, it, and I can understand why it costs that if it's totally immersive. Like, like again, there's nothing. The one thing you go to galaxy's edge and it's kind of immersive, except there are, thousands of tourists crammed into that space that disrupt, I mean, that disrupt the, the, the immersion because they're like normal people like you and people aren't running around in star Wars clothes. They're in park clothes. So if you could go to a Harry Potter hotel or a star Wars hotel, or even a, any other Disney property hotel where you're in your, is you're as characters in the story. I mean, that's a, that's pretty amazing. It's just yeah, got to be find carried out. out. Yeah, because the thing is, I mean, when you look at Rise of Resistance, I mean, being in that experience in that 20-minute ride, even though it's more of a show, they keep people moving and they keep people so wrapped up in what they're looking at. Yes. That would be a, 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 a two-day version of Rise of Resistance. Would that be would be worth it. Yes, and I think that's one thing that's so incredible about Rise on that level is that you lose, you don't notice the crowd. Uh you don't notice your group of 20 or 25 people that are with you that much. And when we, when we went the the other day before Thanksgiving, we had one little, when we were in our group, we had this one little boy that kept jumping up in front of, 
everything. And so like you were kind of aware, like, oh, you know, but normally you don't even notice the rest of the crowd because you're 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 noticing all the animatronics and the stormtroopers and the the cast members that are playing the, the Empire characters. So you're so caught up, you don't even notice, you know, somebody's grandma that's right beside you. I mean, you're just all in there together. Yeah. So I think that will be amazing. If they can pull off Rise in in the hotel resort type experience, that'll be amazing. We'll yeah. find out. I think this is a good place to kind of wrap it up. And that's one of the things that yeah. why, why I love Disney is because they, they just drop you in these immersive environments and they, they always make you, it's just a magical place where you leave mm-hmm. a reality for a little while. And I expect the, the Galactic Star Cruiser to be, to be that and then some. Um, we'll find out, I'm sure. But um, like you said, um, there's a lot of guys out there that, whether it's movie reviews or ride reviews, they like to complain a lot and they like to tell you all the negative things because that may get more clicks. But you won't find that here on why the Why I Love Disney podcast. We're telling you why it's awesome and what we love about it. So if you want a little positivity <laughs> your day, we'll ch- go check out our other episodes, 1 through 29. We're here. And also, if you would, please leave a review on whatever um podcasting platform you happen to be listening on five stars only we only want five stars um that would be great if you're on youtube watching by the way this is a, you may not know you may you should listen to us this is on youtube you can see our faces we're showing we're we're doxing ourselves right That's here right. with these i got spider-man behind me there's goofy over there man we got all kinds of stuff here for you so check it out on youtube subscribe follow us tell a friend and more than that Interact with us on whyilovedisney.com. Send us a message and let us know why you love Disney. Until yeah. next time, guys, Merry Christmas. Awesome. I'm sure we'll probably drop, we're gonna drop one more. If you're going to see Spider-Man this weekend, we gotta talk about yeah. that. So um, yeah. um, we'll get back here and drop that in too. But until then, man, anything else to say? You guys, uh, you guys good? You got your hearts full?